right. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited to be doing this. This is a review of the movie 300. Shout out to the folks who uh, encouraged me to do this. Appreciate it for hitting the cash app. I'm really excited. This is one of my favorite movies. I'm a huge fan of cinema. Uh, I've been studying film for a bit. So I'm pretty good at observing it. Breaking it down. There's different parts. There's a lot of different things to uh, producing film, writing it. Um, and for that matter, there's a lot to analyze and critique. And so I'm going to just share with you some of my thinking about 300. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the movie, I encourage you to check it out. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and um, start it up here. Why not? Sorry, I don't have all like the facts and statistics and whatnot. No, okay, here we go. Warner Warner Bros. Pictures, a Time Warner company. Yeah, so I said, like I said, I'm a huge fan of cinema. I really enjoy a good movie. Even a good bad one. There's good bad movies. Maybe we'll talk about that in the podcast or something. The virtual studios. Graphic here. Okay, so we see lightning flash, and there's the title 300, the blood spatter pattern. We get an opening shot of bones. When the boy was born, like old skulls Spartans, to be exact, he was inspected. If he'd been small or puny, or sickly or misshapen, he would have been discarded. the time he could stand, he was baptized in the fire of combat. Hmm. So there's a very interesting opening they show this moment where he's being born, where he's been born and they're inspecting the child. And it's showing you the discarded Talk bones, or the bones of discarded children. Toward the death on the battlefield in service to Sparta. This is talking about the upbringing of the child, so it's like, he wasn't discarded, he wasn't thrown and left to die and rot. He went on to the next phase, so it's like, right in the beginning he's faced with death right at birth. He's born, and, and if he's not appropriate, he'll be discarded. As is customary in Sparta. The boy was taken from his mother and plunged into a world of violence. 
manufactured by 300 years of Spartan warrior society to create the finest soldiers the world has ever known. Hegogi, yeah. as it's called. And so he goes on. The boy to fight. He survives. He trains. Forces them to steal. And then he's and thrown into the wild again. To kill. By rod and lash, the boy was punished. Taught to show no pain, no mercy. You know? Constantly tested, tossed into the wild, left to pit his wits and will against nature's fury. It was his initiation, his time in the wild, for he would return to his people as Spartan, or not at all. Yeah. And here he's faced with like he's facing a, a wolf here. You know, and it looks like he's going to get eaten. But here we see that the young man has learned a great deal about surviving. Fur as dark night. Eyes glowing red. He's in a snow Jules barefoot. The pit of hell itself. And he sets a trap here for this wolf. Again, showing you that the young man is not only brave, he's smart, he's wise. The giant wolf, sniffing, savoring the scent of the meal to come. What's also, what's also as interesting is that the young man, he has here a spear, but that spear is also a staff. And when we're looking at a staff, a staff can also be considered uh, as a wand. Spear, staff, wand, swords, similar things, tools. Cold air in his lungs. Windswept pines moving against the coming night. So he sets the trap for this wolf, kills the wolf. And they're showing you a full moon. They flash to you a full moon. Perfect. The symbolism, like they didn't jump to the moon for no reason, the full moon for no reason. You know? They could have just kept the focus on the young man. So they wanted you to know that this was a particular night. This was a significant night where he killed this wolf, where he survived, where he... Uh, you know, elevated in a way. Given up for death, this full moon. Returns to his people, to secret Sparta, a king. And here it is. They're showing the scene where he arrives back to, like they said, he arrives back to um, Sparta, and everyone greets him. They all kneel and bow their heads. Now, as then, a beast approaches. Patient and confident, savoring the meal to come. This beast is made of men and horses, swords and spears. Now, this man that you hear talking here, he's one of, he's, uh, he's like one of, um, Leonidas's most trusted uh, soldiers or men. You know, he's the one that, in the end, Leonidas 
sends back to Sparta to deliver his final words and so forth. What you're hearing here is him actually in the future telling the story of Leonidas um, and the 300. You know, Leonidas tells him in the end, he says, hey, you gotta, you, you got the greatest job. You have to go back and tell everybody what went on. Tell them this story. So when we hear him talking, he's, re he's relaying all of what went down to the uh, Spartans. That's what we're hearing. He's telling the army that he's now commanding the story of their king. And that's now what we're watching. So the story is, this is actually now just beginning. We're seeing some of uh, the enemies or Xerxes' men, his pages, coming to Leonidas, actually with um, messages of death. All right, so right here, they pull out the skulls of defeated kings. This is the first thing that they show, the pages they show to the people of Sparta while they're um, on top of their horses. So I don't think that's really a nice gesture. That's kind of a, you know, a um, antagonistic gesture or a um, threat, a threatening kind of gesture. Leonidas is exercising with his son while his wife, the queen, watches. When his um, I guess we would call him. This is like his um, guard or best soldier or right hand. His right hand comes and says, "Yo, you know, the queen. Some folks want to." A Persian messenger awaits. <laughs> so yeah, the um, the Persians are who are coming to see them. Xerxes is um, the Persians, but his army is made up of all kinds of conquered men from all over the place. Councilman Theron, you found yourself needed for once. Now, Councilman Pharaoh, the one she just took a soft shot at. I'm sure. I don't like him. Before you speak, Persian, know that in Sparta, everyone, even a king's messenger, okay. is held accountable for the words of his voice. All right, hold on. I'm going to stop here just for a second. Now, the, 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 who, the guy that the queen addressed, he's actually the one who's ushering um, these Persians to Leonidas. And he's kind of like a political figure, you know, something like he's, he's something like a political figure, like a politician. He's one of the wise men. But at the time, these wise men were the ones who made like the decisions. But that's why I'm saying he's like a political figure amongst all of the people. Leonidas is king and soldier. Warrior king like that. So this guy who's ushering in the Persians, he does have some authority or power amongst the people as one of these wise men and political figures. Leonidas, though, is the king and controls the army. You see? So they're showing us there's this threat from the enemy, the Persians, but then there's politics involved, right? 
and this guy that the queen addressed, I forget his name. I never really get his name because I don't like him too much. I'm trying to get it down for you. He's actually representing these politicians. And then, like I said, Leonidas is warrior king. And you're going to hear kind of this, um, these issues that arise between Leonidas, who's trying to fight in a way for what's right. I'm doing air quotes when I'm saying what's right. Because, you know, what's right, what's wrong. Huh? Um, and this guy, though, is thinking politically, this guy here. And so he's always speaking about the the money and the, the you know, the, the that. He's always trying to line his pockets, his, his, his concern. And he's willing to do it at the cost of the people. He's willing to throw the people under the bus for the money. Leonidas knows that, and he's not really with that. He's against that. So really let, try to catch that in the conversation. I just wanted to stop and say that. So, so I know it's a lot to say, but try to pick, pick up on that here. And also, when you guys go back and watch 300. It's, and also, it's a lot like our politicians now. Again, I won't say which of our politicians are bad or good or any of that. But just that when things are going on, when we're talking about a nation, there tends to be a political aspect to it. You know what I'm saying? Man, okay. Hold on. So let me go back. I moved the needle. I want you guys to hear the queen. Fight with your head. Then you fight with your heart. What is it? A Persian messenger awaits you. Do not forget today's lesson. Respect and honor. Respect and honor. Doors open as good sound effects. Good sound effects you hear the people. Councilman Thero, you found yourself needed for once. Councilman Thero, Councilman Thero. My king and queen, I was just entertaining your guests. I'm sure. Hmm. Before you speak, Persian, know that in Sparta, everyone, even a king's messenger, is held accountable the words of his voice. You damn straight. Now, what message do you bring? Earth and water. Hmm. You rode all the way from Persia for earth and water. Right. Do not be coy or stupid, Persian. You can mm. afford neither in Sparta. What makes this woman think she can speak among men? Mm. Because only Spartan women give birth to real men. Hmm. You're talking heavy. Let us walk. Cool our tongues. See, Leonidas knew she was out of line a little bit, but he also if don't care. Your lives over your complete annihilation. So let's take a walk. Listen carefully, Leonidas. Xerxes conquers and controls everything. Now, now hear this, y'all. Listen to listen to what the Persians start saying. Understand, the Persian came to this man's town, asked to speak to him, and it's the message he delivering him. And he said, "We here for Earth." Uh, in water but then listen to his message after that all right now y'all we talk about propaganda and everything you got to be able to hear people and understand what they really saying right listen this this ain't new stuff we talking about all right even back in that time this man came and said 
all I want is earth and uh, water, like it's friendly. But then listen to the word, play after it. He look at his wife crazy too. Hold on. Right. Hold on, here we go. Do not be coy or stupid, Persian. You can afford neither in Sparta. What makes this woman think she can speak among men? Because only Spartan women mm. give birth to real men. Mm. Let us walk to cool our tongues. Mm. Leonidas ain't like that. If you value your lives over your complete annihilation, listen carefully, Leonidas. Xerxes conquers and controls everything he rests his eyes upon. He leads an army so massive, it shakes the ground with its march. Mm. So vast, it drinks the rivers dry. Mm. All the God King Xerxes requires is this, a simple offering of earth and water, a token of Sparta's submission to the will yeah. of Xerxes. Yeah. Yo, I would not be the page. I would not be the bull bringing that message. I would not deliver that message. Submission. You can't pay me to go. No, that's a bit of a problem. Mm. See, rumor has it the Athenians have already turned you down. And if those philosophers mm. and uh, boy lovers have mm. found that kind of nerve, then we mm. must be diplomatic. And of course, Spartans have their reputation. See, the councilman tried to step Choose in. Choose your next words carefully, Leonidas. They may be your last. This is the page, y'all. The page told the king in his own town, yo, choose your words. Oh my gosh, choose your words wisely. They might be your last. Now the, the page, the page that brought the message, y'all, the page is not even the king. He's not even Xerxes. That's the part that killed me. I'm like, Xerxes, bro, I can't go deliver that message for you, baby. Xerxes, you gonna have to go. <laughs> you gonna have to. You gonna have to write that down. You can get. I'll get you some papyri. You know, I'll get you some papyrus. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll wait for you. I'll jot it. I'll write it for you, and take it to him. I would have dropped that off right at the door. Hey y'all, what's going on? This man walked in and through. For a madman. So he all in Sparta right now, talking this now. They done drew the swords on them. Hold on. They go into a quick, um, a quick little moment where, uh, I guess, a freeze of time, a time lapse, where uh, Leonidas is thinking about things. He's thinking this over because he know what this man just came here and said and did, and he's like, "All right, how I'm going to respond?" He's thinking it over, and he kind of sees the future of things. He knows that, yo, if I handle this the way that I'm supposed to handle it. I'm going to have to see this all the way through. All right. What do we mean by see it all the way through? He knows he could die at this moment. He knows that by doing what he needs to do here as king, his death is probably going to be certain after it, or he's at least going to have to, it's going to be challenged. He's going to be challenged after this, and he might have to face death again. He's thinking about, yo, how many battles I've had already. He's thinking about where he's at in life now. Yo, is this going to be the one, right? He looks around at all of his people, but all of his people had his face like, yeah, king, do what we know you're going to do. Do it. Like, handle business. And so he's thinking about the people like, yeah, I got to go ahead, 
because who else is going to fight for them? He know ain't nobody else going to do it. So he going in and he draws his weapon on the page and his army, his men immediately draw their weapons. And they also reveal that he led the page and the rest of those Persians to a huge pit. This is what I mean when I say I couldn't have delivered that message as the page. He didn't just take it to the doorstep. He entered their arena and let them walk him wherever while he was talking all that crazy stuff. Did y'all hear it? Listen, where he talked all this crazy stuff. Look. Xerxes is back at the camp. This dude came on a horse with skulls in the bag and start talking to these people like this. So vast it drink Hold on. Councilman Theron, you found yourself needed for once. My king and queen, I was just entertaining your guests. I'm sure. Before you speak, Persian, know that in Sparta, everyone, even a king's messenger, is held accountable for the words of his voice. Now, what message do you bring? Leonidas cut him off. It was a really good cut Earth off. and water. Listen. You rode all the way from Persia for earth and water. Do not be coy or stupid, Persian. You can afford neither in Sparta. Mm. What makes this woman think she can speak among men? Mm. Because only Spartan women give birth to real men. <laughs> Let us walk. She was ready to rumble a little bit. Listen, listen to him, listen, right here. If you value your lives over your complete annihilation, listen carefully, Leonidas. Mm. Xerxes conquers and controls everything he rests his eyes upon. He leads an army so massive it shakes the ground with its march, so vast it drinks the rivers dry. All the God King Xerxes requires is this, a simple offering of earth and water, a token of Sparta's submission to the will of Xerxes. Oh my gosh, man. Yo, that is so stunning what he just did. It blows my mind every time. Submission. Now oh that's Lord, the problem. audacity. See, rumor has it, the Athenians have already turned you down. And if those philosophers and uh, boy lovers on that kind of nerve that we must be diplomatic and of course spartans have the reputation to consider choose your next words carefully leonidas what they may be your last what? as king as king what not as servant not as milk boy he said as king huh Y'all, do y'all understand the high level of disrespect he just softly came in with? Oh my gosh. You got to put yourself in the position as king. You king. Everybody listening, everybody that's watching, when you watch this, you're the king. Ladies, y'all the king. Y'all not the wife here. Y'all the king. Look. So he pulls his sword out. Madman. For a madman. Now he yeah. go now he gonna call him a madman. Oh, you'll find plenty of both down there. Mm -hmm. No man. 
Persian or Greek, no man threatens a messenger. What? You bring the crowns and heads of conquered kings to my city steps. Right. You insult my queen. You threaten my people with slavery and death. There's three strikes. Oh, I've chosen my words carefully, Persian. Perhaps you should have done the same. You bet your damn slappy. This is madness. No. No. Yo, do y'all understand the cowardice in that? Don't be this page. This page is also a fool. Don't be this person. You know how to be like, don't shoot the messenger. No, 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 no. Madness. Mm-hmm. This is Sparta! Boom. Did a front thrust kick to the sternum. Sent that ass in the pit. And then, and then his mans and then went to work. Start slicing them dudes up. Poked them all up, poking them up, slicing them up, they all into the pit. Very beautiful, very beautiful uh, cinematography. And I love the costumes. You know, love the costumes. I wanna investigate. I do know that the, the fight between Sparta and the, the, uh, the Spartans and the Persians. I hope I'm getting that right. Who is it? Um, yeah, it did actually happen, but not the whole story of 300 necessarily. Real war. But this tale right here isn't exactly true. Now here they're showing um, Leonidas. He's climbing this mountain. He's, journey He's journeying to see the... Um, the oracle right basically i guess so there's these people he has to get the confirmation he has to get the permission of the gods to conduct war and do certain things so that's what he's going to do right now he's climbing up this mountain to go get confirmation from the gods and stuff like Welcome, that Leonidas. we have been expecting you They're going to explain what these people are that he's talking the to. The Ephors. Priests to the old gods. Inbred swine. More creature than man. Creatures whom even Leonidas must bribe mm. and beg. For no Spartan king has gone to war without the Ephors' blessing. The Persians claim their forces number in the millions now they show you leonidas he climbs this mountain and as you heard them say he wants to see these priests i'm not sure what he called them it sounded like he said ethers i don't know uh whatever he goes to see these priests because he has to get their um blessing you know and they consult this oracle which are these young girls that they keep and they choose these women from Sparta and then they keep them in their houses and they, you know, basically um, sex on them. You know what I'm saying? But they use them to summon, aside from the whatever fantasies they use them for sexually, um, they use them to conjure and do sorcery, basically. Leonidas goes up there because, as you said, he has to consult with them to do things because that's Spartan rule. And he can't really go 
above the law himself. So he has to do this because he wants to, uh, he wants, he wants the, he wants the right or the permission to go ahead and take his army, prepare for battle, and, you know, beat um, Xerxes to the punch. Interesting, I want to point out that when he got to the top of this mountain, there's this beautiful scene that they show you where you can see the moon, and the moon is really huge. I don't want you to skip over that, you know. It's not just a pretty sky again. In the beginning, he was... Uh, dealing with the wolf, fighting with the wolf, dealing with the wolf. He killed the wolf, and then they flashed to the full moon. Here, he climbs to the top of this mountain. Boom. They show you again this full moon. See what I'm saying? So this full moon is is kind of representing uh, these significant times. Also, the moon here is really huge, big, and bright. So we're supposed to understand that he climbed really high on a mountain. He didn't just go up like a little hill or something. He's so high on a mountain that this moon is gigantic. Like, it's ridiculously big. He's so high up a mountain that he's almost like in another realm and dimension. And that's what we're kind of supposed to understand here. He had to go to another place, another realm, to interact and interface with these priests. And these priests deal from another realm or whatever. Contacting another realm, so forth, so forth, so forth. This is very true for today, our priesthood, when you talk about the churches and things like this. We have priests. Some of them are. Now, I'm going to say, look, all of the priests who are pastors and everything are dealing with another realm of things. Which ones are good? Which ones are bad? I'll leave that for you guys to deal with yourself, for you to decide on your own. Right. But it's a very real thing. You know, so you got that councilman, the political figure. And then here you have this spiritual aspect of things where Leonidas has to be in alignment spiritually with things. And here, even in trying to be spiritually in alignment, there's some deception he has to face from these priests. You know, you would think that if he's going and he's talking to, like, priests and godly figures or whatever, that everything would just be straight and honest. But still, when you get to these priests, there's corruption. You know? So I'm going to play the scene. wanted to say that about this scene. It's very interesting, and these priests are really gross looking. But, Yeah. Also, real fast, also real fast, before he climbs the mountain, he leaves the staff. I talked to you about the staff. He leaves the staff. He climbs this mountain. He almost slips 
climbing the mountain and was died, basically. He could die. So understand, he's going into another realm to meet these priests, and he had to leave his staff, which means he's he had to become vulnerable. And as they said, he has to bribe these priests. So he has to make himself vulnerable to them. He has to go and become open. You know what I'm saying? Yo, you got to leave your weapon and you got to climb up this mountain that we can easily like throw you off. You understand what I'm saying? He's, he becomes vulnerable. No, no power. You understand? When we're before God, we have no power. And when we're sometimes confronted with great evil, we can be rendered powerless in some ways to a degree. That's for another podcast. But just things to think about. Okay. Things to think about. I'm going to go back to where he plants this staff before he climbs. Wait a minute. We have been expecting you. Now I'm going to show you something too. They're pump faking. They said they've been the expecting him. Priests to the old gods. Inbred swine. More creature than man. Creatures whom even Leonidas must bribe. They said we've been Dang. expecting you. Leonidas. No Spartan king has gone to war without the Eva's blessing. They wanted to seem like their magic is just so strong, like we knew the you Persians were coming. claim their forces number in the millions. I hope for our sake they exaggerate. But there's no question we face the most massive army ever assembled. Before your plan is heard, what do you offer? You heard that? They said, before you tell us what you're playing, what you got for us, Leonidas pulls out a big bag of gold. Of Greece herself to destroy them. We will march north to the coast, where I will make it sure. It is August, Leonidas. The full moon approaches. The sacred again, and ancient moon. festival. Sparta wages no war at the time of the Carnea. Sparta will burn! Her men will die in arms and her women and children will be slaves or worse. They don't give a fuck. Now, we will block the Persian coastal assault. 
by rebuilding the Great Foshin Wall. And from there, we will funnel them into the mountain pass we call the Hot Gates. It's a good plan. Now, in that narrow corridor, their numbers will count for nothing. Now, wave after wave of Persian attack will smash against Spartan shields. Xerxes' losses will be so great. His men so demoralized, he will have no choice. Very good job with the audio. I love the lighting in this thing. We must consult like I said, the costumes. The Oracle. See, they don't trust really care, these the guys. They, they just want that bag that he just threw down. You trusted your reason. Your blasphemies have cost us quite enough already. Trying to do the shame game here. Don't Try and resort to guilt here to control Leonidas. We will consult the oracle so here they're saying we're gonna go do some magic to come back with an answer worthless remnants of a time before sparta's ascent from darkness remnants of a senseless tradition tradition even leonidas cannot defy here to get their magic on he must respect the word of the ephors that is the law the ephors and no Spartan, subject or citizen, man or woman, slave or king, is above the law. So now they show the oracle, the young girl, she's basically nude. And she's doing like all this kind of motiony. I guess she's like uh, in a kind of trance state. In like a trance or uh, she's embodying some kind of a spirit. And they're watching this, and this is what's so interesting. I, I'm, I'm kind of, I wanna, I'm, it's, it's like, see, it's all like a show, like the priests. In a way, when you see it, it's like, oh my gosh, they got this magic, but it's also just like a perverted act. Their beauty is their curse, but the old wretches have the needs of men. And now they lick the girl here. The one priest and licks the girl. As black as hell. Pray to the winds. Sparta will fall. These guys are so gross looking. All grace will fall. Trust not in men. Honor the gods. Hmm. Honor the carnia. Alright. So they basically told Leonidas no and go to hell. Leonidas came up the mountain. He said, Yo, I got a bag of gold for y'all. Boom. Look, this is what my plan is. I'm trying to I'm trying to hit y'all. I'm trying to hit the ball. The Persians like this, they said, mm, we hear you, but for a moon coming, we got the Carnia. <laughs> you know, we really get it popping during the Carnia. He was like, yeah, but I'm saying Spartan going to fall. They like, motherfucker, we don't care. This Carnia. So they're like, uh, look, we'll do this for you. We're going to consult the Oracle. Now, when they consult the Oracle, they bring Leonidas over. And there's this girl laying there. And now Leonidas has to watch this girl dance nude and perform or be uh, 
Oh gosh. Be um invoke a spirit or something like that. He gotta watch this girl get taken over by, get possessed by a spirit, and then frolic about. And then she's gonna deliver his answer. She's gonna deliver whether or not he can go to war. Can you can you imagine how frustrating that is for a king? How annoying, right? He knows, yo, we need to go do this. We need to go put this kind of work in right here. But he has to go do this political dance with the councilmen and all. Then he has to go through this spiritual dance with these priests. And these priests are so questionable, right? When Leonidas gets there, they say, we were expecting you. They want us to believe that that's because of magic and their power. Then when Leonidas comes in there and he's trying to address them and share with them the issue, mind you, he's king. They say to him, before you talk further, what do you got for us? Clearly, they don't care about the people. Leonidas throws them a bag of gold, right? They go, say, all right, now we got to consult the oracle. When they bring this young girl out, it's... It's kind of perverted the way they, and and there's like a, a homosexual aspect of it or a sexually exploitive aspect to not just what they're doing with the girl, but the way they bring Leonidas to view her. It's like almost like a person saying, hey, I'm going to have sex with this girl. Come watch, you know, and you can leave when I'm done. It's kind of like that situation where they're forcing him to participate in an act that he's not really interested in doing. Again, he had to leave his staff at the bottom of the mountain. You see what I'm saying? It's like it's like he has to come and participate in sexual activities with these priests in order for them to consult with this oracle right who's gonna ultimately see things the way they said in the beginning anyway so they said no you shouldn't do this because the carnia he gives them the money they consult the oracle and the oracle whispers into the priest's ears yeah no nah, you know honor the carnia uh you know did leonidas actually consult anybody did he really get a consultation or did he get gypped and robbed of his money right are these priests really consulting anything or are they just doing perverted acts and getting and tricking people into it and taking their money in the process that's what we're seeing here with that scene whether or not that's what your church is doing whether or not that's what your mosque is doing whether or not that's what your uh, um, 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 hall is doing i'm not saying it's for you to decide i'm saying that this movie is pointing to that going on it's pointing to that happening in time you know what i'm saying it's pointing to that occurring now also i want to show you that when you see this movie you might think that the oracle is real and legitimate but the more I watch it, the more I think that that oracle thing is not legitimate at all. That it's like a stage trick that these priests have taught this girl or trained this girl that they've been raping to behave this way. 
and to say and do these things. Um, and the reason is that you'll see immediately after what happens. Their numbers will count for nothing. Now wave after wave of Persian attack will smash against Spartan shields. Xerxes' losses will be so great. His men so demoralized, he will have no choice but to abandon his campaign. We must consult the Oracle. Trust the gods, Leonidas. I'd prefer you trusted your reason. Your blasphemies have cost us quite enough already. Mm. Don't compound them. Mm. We will consult the Oracle. Diseased old mystics. Worthless remnants of a time before Sparta's ascent from darkness. Remnants of a senseless tradition. Tradition even Leonidas cannot defy. For he must respect the word of the ephors. That is the law. And no Spartan, subject or citizen, man or woman, slave or king, is above the law. Leonidas is rather irritated. The ephors choose only the most beautiful Spartan girls to live among them as oracles. Their beauty is their curse. But the old wretches have the needs of men. See, so these priests just be freaking on and these girls. Souls as black as hell. Pray to the winds. Sparta will fall. All Greece will fall. Trust not in men. Honor the gods. Hmm. Honor the Carnia! You're so gross. The king's climbed down his harder. And so pompous in Britain. Leonidas swine. has to leave. Now, here's the Worth interesting thing. Disease. Rotten. Here are Persians visiting the priests. Look. And the Persians have Rumi, paid the priests. See? A wise and holy man. And that's yes. also the councilman. And when Sparta burns, you shall bathe in gold. So that's that councilman Fresh with the Persians. Fresh oracles shall be delivered to you daily from every corner of the empire. So they're all working together. The councilman is working with the Persians, and they got the priest, <laughs> and they're trying to convince everybody to go ahead and join with the Persia. So they're buying everybody out. 
So again, was the priest doing any real magic when they consulted with the oracle? Were they doing anything actually? Or were they just moving Leonidas along and taking their goal? It looks like that's what they were doing. And this is a scene that I, I honestly just think is just for... Um, Has the oracle robbed you of your desire as well? Romance. It would take more than the words of a drunken adolescent girl to rob me of my desire for you. See what I'm saying? He said a drunken adolescent girl. You see how they trying to you see how they stretching it out? Again, they put all of these parts there before it, so it was like Oracle in that other scene. But I told you what it looked like, right? Like the girl, I told you that the guys was licking on them. They said that the girl the disease men and all the kind of stuff. That the priests were old diseased mystics freaking on the girls. They said they had they had the lusts of men and dark souls. What they're saying is they be raping the girls. That's what they be saying. They be having sex with them girls doing sexual things. Now when you get to the scene after Leonidas is with his queen. He's out on the balcony pontificating, looking over the lands and his people. Then he comes in to lay down with his woman. And she says, are the words of an oracle distracting you? And then listen to what his response is. Can finish what your fingers have started. Has the oracle robbed you of your desire as well? It would take more than the words of a drunken adolescent girl to rob me of my desire for you. He said a drunken adolescent girl. So those priests, I'm like I said, had them girls drunk. You know? It seems no slave. Captive of lecherous old men. Could just be a whole sham. Those words could set fire to all that I love. So that is why my king loses sleep and is forced from the warmth of his bed? There's only one woman's words that should affect the mood of my husband. All right, so they're going to get into a little freaky leak scene. I'm going to move a little forward through there. No need to sit through that. There's nothing to really say. <laughs> yeah. All right, so... He he gets busy with his woman, and then the day after, he decides that he's going to take matters into his own hands. That's kind of what his woman gave him permission to do there or encouraged him to do there. And so now he's with his army. Where are we at? Here we go. Is this all enough? As you ordered, 300. All with born sons to carry on their name. He goes and gathers, he calls for 300 of his best men. Or 300 men that 
want to come be in his private. We are with you, sire, for Sparta, for freedom, to the death. You hear it? That. He said, I need 300 men. He is your son. He's uh, reviewing He's all the men. too young to have felt a woman's warmth. I have others to replace him. Astenos is as brave and ready as any. No yeah. younger than we were the first time you stood next to me in battle. Right here is really heavy. I want you guys to understand something about the film. Also, uh, I believe we're, we're at a new plot point, too. So right where uh, Leonidas and the woman and his woman had, you know, they, they did a little freak leak. I think that would be like the end of plot point one or whatever. And now two has begun. We're at like plot point two. Like, all right, so we got the, like, the movie started. We got the gist of what's going on. And now it's like, okay, boom. So what's happening now? Now. He's getting his 300 ready. He's getting his men ready. He said, all right, I know what, I'm, what I got to do. I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to go get the men, and we're going to go do the plan that I said I'm going to do. All right, so we got all of that groundwork in that first um, 20 minutes or so. All right? Now we're at the next plot point. Now what's going to go on here? You feel what I'm saying? And it starts off, they're going to go to war. Right? They're going or they're going to go see what's up. And Leonidas has his best man go and gather all of the men. And among the men is one of his general's son. He says, yo, man, he's too young. He haven't even been with the woman yet. And the guy says, hey, it's all good. I got more sons. He's ready to rock. He's good to go. And Right now, right there, we're foreshadowing the death of that son and the loss of that son. Sorry, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who's seen the movie, but I mean, you know. Later on, that young man, Astronomus, dies. But right here, when he's being mentioned, when he's being brought up, when he's being singled out, he's being singled out so you know right now that he's going to die. To the people who don't, study film they'll just watch it and say okay that was quinky dink but again nothing happens for any reason i mean nothing happens for no reason so leonidas didn't have to have this conversation about the boy they didn't have to cut to him this could have this conversation could happen later but right in the beginning of this scene they letting you know of this tragic death that's going to come what this father who has his son who's going with him to battle and he's being warned right now by the king hey he shouldn't be here this is how you know he's likely to die why is that because he's getting warned right away hey he shouldn't be here man but the father is a proud father I mean, you got to argue. Some might argue a bad father. What y'all think about that? Let me know. I don't know. I'm I'm always weird about it when I see this movie. But it's like I understand, you know, his dad's a great warrior. You want your son to come fight your son. To... But they're foreshadowing right now that that young man's going to get that that wham. And I want you to hear it. All right. Also, look for foreshadowing. 
when you watch a movie, all right, when you watch something, when you watch the next movie you watch, look for indicators of what's going to come because they're all over the place. Is this all enough? As you ordered, 300. All with born sons to carry on their name. Right there, let me go back just a second. Right there, he just looked at the man who's narrating the story. I told you guys that he sent back one of his most trusted and fearless. He said, yo, you gotta, you gotta take the job of going back and relaying the message. Right here in the beginning of this scene as well. Some another thing that they're showing you, foreshadowing. He he goes to that gentleman and he nods, and then that gentleman nods back. But that's the guy who's narrating the story from the beginning. He's the one. When you hear him, he's like, disease, old mystics. That's who he just nodded to. The person talking. The person, you get what I'm saying? The person narrating the story from the very beginning is who he's in this scene, plot point two. First guy he comes. All right. Y'all got to see it. He's blonde hair. He has blonde hair. All right. He nods to the blonde hair guy. That's the guy narrating. For freedom to the death. Not that oh It's so bad. I wish you guys could see it. All right. This is a confusing. All right, I'm going back. I'm going back. So Leonidas comes, right? Boom. This is him walking. He greets his right-hand man. This is his right hand. Is this all of them? As you ordered. 300. Now he's going to nod to the guy who narrates. Born sons to carry on their name. Right here, boom. He winks, he nods. Boom. This is, this is where he's talking to the narrator boy. He walks away from the narrator guy. They continue going through the ranks. We are with you, sire. For Sparta. For yes. freedom. To the death. He's a, the, the guy that just said all of that shouty stuff. He's just like one of the best fighters. Like he's really impressive, and he's also Astronomus's homie. He is your son. He is too young to have felt a woman's warmth. I have others to replace him. Astronosis as brave and ready as any. Astronomus, no Astronosis. Than we were the first time you stood next to me in battle. You are a good friend, but a better captain, there is none. That's his captain. There you go. See? And look. And he was throwing him a oop. Look. Michael King. Leonidas said, bro, that's your seed, bro. He ain't even getting no, he ain't even get it. He ain't even experienced a woman yet. He's like, yo, he shouldn't be here. The captain's like, full of pride. Man, look, my son this, my son that, my son this. Yo, men respect each other, right? This is so important. This is what I like about the movie. Leonidas did not go back and forth with that man. The king told him what he thought. Yo, he. The captain said he good. Leonidas said, "Yo, you a good friend, but an even better captain, or a captain I couldn't even have a better one." You know, y'all heard what he said. And he also did this. He said this in front of Astanasis. The son. So the king, though not in agreement with what the captain is doing, 
doesn't argue or try to make him look less than a man in front of his son and actually is careful to make the decision that the father has made seem like one that is good, one that is understandable, one that is respectable. You get what I'm saying? Now, that could be just to not put fear in the son. I don't know. But I'm thinking that it was just to. Look, all right, yo, your dad's the, your dad's your dad's the shit. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's bigging him up in front of his his, 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 his kid. I think that's dope. I think that's admirable. The first time you stood next to me in battle. You are a good friend. But a better captain, there is none. Mm. You know what I'm saying? My good king. That I mean that he looked at his son like, you hear My that good shit? King. The Ain't no better captain than me, motherfucker. The have yeah. spoken. There must be no march. Now these are the councilmen. The, the councilmen all ran down. No shall it. I've issued no such orders. I'm here, just taking a stroll. One, two, three, four, Stretching five, six, legs. seven, eight. These are councilmen. Three hundred men are my personal bodyguard. Our army will stay in Sparta. Where will you go? I hadn't really thought about it, but uh, now that you ask, I suppose I'll head north. The hot gates. Hmm. Move out! And he's there. His wife and his son is there. Got his what shield. What can we do? What can you do? Now. This is the councilman from the beginning, from the very beginning that we've been talking about. I like to call him a pussy, excuse my language, but that's what he kind of behaves like in the movie. But he's now there with seven other councilmen. I'm thinking that that number was significant. It's like eight of them, but I do know that there's more councilmen. So I'm not going to look at the eight like it meant something. For my numerology, guys, if you think the eight means something, let me know. But they turn to that one councilman and they say, what, sh what should we do? What, can we, what should we do now? And the guy says, what can we do? So it shows you that a lot of those group of councilmen follows the uh, say-so of that one guy, that one particular councilman who's running around greasing all the pockets with the Persians. Yes, my lady. So the army done started marching already. This is the last moment between him and his wife. This is also where we know that he's not going to come back. Come back with your shield. Or on it. I'm saying we know he's not going to come back. She said come back with your shield or on it. Yeah, you know I mean, so she knows that he's likely to not come back and you know goodbye, my love. so this is the goodbye she knows he doesn't say it there's no room for softness she Nothing damn near was asking him 
if he no thought place. he was going to come back when she said, yo, come back with your shield or on it. Only the hard and strong. He was supposed to be like, girl, I'll be right back like that. But he ain't do one of them. He looked at her like, only the strong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, um, you know, cool. Also want to say I would have had a lot more sex real fast before I left. That was just me. Just me. Right, so the Spartans have rolled out. They're on their way. The 300 of them are on their way to execute that plan that Leonidas had shared with um, for our lands. the mystics, for our family. the priests. For our freedom. They also show that they're being followed by someone or something that is also carrying a Spartan shield. What a pleasant surprise. This morning's full of surprises, Leonidas. We've been tricked. This is a surprise. Silence! This isn't an army. We heard Sparta was on the warpath. We were eager to join forces. If it is blood you seek. Now he here, let me see, I think this is Acadians they ran into. Hold on. This morning's full of Hold on. So they ran into another group of men on their way to get their fight on. And they had this quick discussion with them. For our lands. It's very for our interesting. Families, for our freedoms. We march. Daxos. What a pleasant surprise. This morning's Axos. full of surprises, Leonidas. This is a surprise. Silence. This isn't an army. We heard Sparta was on the warpath. We were eager to join forces. If it is blood you seek, you're welcome to join us. But you bring only this handful of soldiers against Xerxes? You see, I was wrong to expect Sparta's commitment to at least match our own. Mm. Doesn't it? He, he was really talking real heavy, real fast right there. Y'all hear that? Hold on. He came up and threw a quick little shot. Hear that shit? Yo, y'all got to listen to these. Y'all got to listen to the dialogue in movies, yo. Listen to that shit. Hold on. He slid up and took a quick shot. Like, who the fuck is you talking to? Especially when y'all see the way they fight. When you see the difference in the way they fight, you say, yo, how the fuck you come up and say something like this? And you hold on, damn it. May call themselves. How you come up and say something like this and can't even fight like them? Ain't got no damn skills. If it is blood you seek, you're welcome Listen. to join us. But you bring only this handful of soldiers against Xerxes? You see, I was wrong to expect Sparta's commitment to at least match our own. Doesn't it? Right. Listen. You. Yeah. What is your profession? I'm a potter. <laughs> Fucking potter. And you, Arcadian, what is your profession? Sculptor, sir. And you? Blacksmith. Spartans! What is your profession? <laughs> <laughs> you dig it? You dig. You see, old friend, I brought more soldiers than you did. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yo, I love that scene, man. I love that. I'm going to stop right there because we're at a, 
an hour. I'm going to stop there. I love that part of the scene. I love that scene right there. The man said, yo, I, uh, we, we wanted to join forces, but dag, this, this, you only bought this little bit of men. I thought y'all was at least going to match ours. He said, oh, you worried about that? He said, first of all, my man, what do you do as your profession? I'm a potter. What do you do? Oh, I'm a blacksmith. He said, yo, Spartans, what is your profession? They said, how-woo, how-woo, how-woo. They said, our profession is we, we kill, we, we, you know what I'm saying? What do you mean? Guys, yo, that's a lot of people in this world. You get what I'm saying? Not really what they're dressing like. You know? And they go around and they get around the people who are really it. The people that really are it. That really are it. And they start taking soft shots. I just want you to know that, yo, man, that's real. And that's the way you should handle it. Like Leonidas did. Okay, that's what you do. But let me just demonstrate this is what we do. You know what I'm saying? Not fighting, not a lot of words, just man, look. What 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 is your profession? What do you do? So they're not really, see, I'm saying the Spartans are trained warriors here. These men are potters and bakers going to fight. That's a big difference, guys. Y'all understand what I'm saying? It's a lot like when guys are in the street like, what's up? Who want to fight? Who want to fight? They'll say that to other street dudes, but they wouldn't say it to a boxer, a dude who boxes. Because a dude who box, you know, that's his profession. A boxer comes to you and you like, you know, what's up? Ah, ah, what's up? The boxer says, yo, what do you do? Well, I work at Calvin Klein. He says, bro, I punch shit for a profession. Stop, bro. You get what I'm saying? Like, let's not even do that. For all of you guys who have a profession, be like that. Yo, be so about your joint that when people who aren't it start saying little things to you that are crazy, like they just did, you can just kind of brush it off. You mean, know that it's okay. You don't got to engage in no stuff. All right, I'm going to stop it there. We're going to come back, jump into things, see where we're going. Right. And we're rolling. No sleep tonight. Not for the king. All his 40 years have been a straight road to this one gleaming moment in destiny. This one radiant clash of shield and spear, sword and bone and flesh and blood. His only regret is that he has so few to sacrifice. Here we see Leonidas just kind of awake and thinking while the rest of his camp sleeps. Yeah. 
captain goes down with the ship kind of thing. Like, you know, while everyone else rests, he's up. We're being followed. Non-stop working. Now here they realize that that thing has been it following them. And at the same time, they now realize there's a city ahead of them that's been burned. So they're checking out the what city. Here? Where are all the people? Persians. I put their number at around 20. A scouting party. These footprints. Behind them! So they're on high alert right now. Everyone's on high alert. Now in this scene, there um, the Persians are sending a message to the 300 here by ransacking this city, this, this small town. It's not a city, a small town. In the beginning, you heard the captain say that they estimated a small party of 20 that did the work. Right now, Leonidas is holding this small child that is walked out of this smoke. They, they came with beasts from the blackness. With their claws and fangs, they grabbed them. Everyone but me. Villagers, I found them to confirm their um, suspicions. They were looking for all of the bodies when they arrived. They said, "Where are all the bodies? We see everything burning, but where are the bodies?" And now they see have the gods no mercy that the Persians have. We are doomed. Hung all of the bodies. Yourself. They've hung all the bodies in the tree. The child speaks of the Persian ghosts. And this man speaking is times. not one of the 300. He's the one of the one of the um, they cannot be killed or defeated. Men that joined them. Not this darkness. Not these immortals. Immortals. We'll put their name to the test. And then right here, they're showing you again um, the difference between. The Spartan men and then these other guys, the way they think, the way they respond to uh, traumatizing stuff and things like this, death and uh, carnage. Right? The Spartans are grossed out by it, but they're not 
shaken. These guys are afraid. So listen to them again. Villagers, I found them. Have the gods no mercy? Spartan. We are doomed. Non-Spartan. Quiet yourself. Spartan. The child speaks of the Persian ghosts. Non-Spartan. Known from the ancient times. They are the hunters of men's souls. They cannot be killed or defeated. Not this darkness. Not these immortals. Spartan talk. Immortals. We'll put their name to the test. See, the Spartans are, um, in a way, aroused by that. They're irritated by it. Because it's like, who would do such a thing? And so they're really ready to, as he said, put them to the test. They're really ready to um, punish these guys behind it. They're like, okay, we see your message. Into the but let's let's see if you are what you're saying you Into are based on this message. We march. Where Xerxes numbers count for nothing. I don't want to see Spartans, a bunch of bodies. Citizen soldiers, freed slaves, brave Greeks. Stuck soldiers. to a tree. Brothers, fathers, sons, we march. For honor's sake, for duty's sake, for glory's sake, we march. Look! Persians! So just despite what they saw, they continue forward to um, confront the Persians. We march. They have a plan to build up a wall to pin the um, Persians into a small area where the 300 can really take advantage of this technique that they use, this fighting technique that they use, this strategy. It does look like rain. Zeus stabs the sky with thunderbolts. And so that's what they're on their way to do right now. Glorious. They've reached to where they've they've reached the point of where the Persians are. They're excited because bad weather has taken away some of the uh, Only one among us enemy's ships. So they're feeling confident right now. Only he. Only our king. This is a scene here in between. Uh, the, the, the queen, she's back at home trying to use, she's trying to use her cunning to persuade the councilmen to send reinforcements. gossip and protocol are the least of my worries now, Catherine. Such 
And then, so some of the councilmen are on her side, like this fellow that she's speaking with. Even here, Theron has eyes and ears which fuel Sparta with doubt and fear. Speak as if old Sparta conspires against you. I wish it were only against me. Many on our council would vote to give all we have and follow Leonidas. But you must show them favor. And you can arrange for me to speak to the council. If it is reason they want, I will let them know. Know what, my queen? Freedom isn't free at all. That it comes with the highest of costs, the cost of blood. I will do my best to gather our council. And its chamber shall be filled with your voice. I'm in your So he says he'll agree to get her an audience with these councilmen. And as you know, some of those councilmen, at least eight of them, are uh, on the payroll now of the uh, Persians. So she doesn't know that. And she's trying to get a council, and women aren't allowed to speak in that joint. How can this be? We saw but a fraction of the monster that is Xerxes' army. I can lead our victory here. And here they're realizing, again, the guy that you hear say, Why do you smile? There can be no victory. He's not a Spartan. Arcadian. He's an, there you go, he's an Arcadian. countless times. Yet I've never met an adversary who could offer me what we Spartans call a beautiful death. I can only hope, with all the world's warriors gathered against us, there might be one down there who's up to the task. <laughs> Fellas, that's how I encourage you to look forward to death in that way. Be excited about it. Why? Because it's going to be there, but you know. Now listen to this man, y'all. They got some crazy. These people, some some bold folks. Listen to this man. Now he's he's marching over to the Spartans while they're building a wall to complete their plan, to further their plan. Stop here! And he's on a chariot. Who commands here? Carried by men. I am the emissary to the ruler of all the world. The God of gods, king of kings, and by that authority, I demand that someone show me your commander. Yo, who the, who is Boar talking to? Listen, do you think the paltry dozen you slew scares us? These hills swarm with our scouts. And do you think your what? pathetic wall will do anything except fall like a heap of dry leaves in the face. Ooh. Now he realizes, he looked over at the wall that they're building and he starts seeing Persian bodies in there. The, the Spartans drug the Persian bodies from the water after the storm killed them, after the storm messed up the ships. They took the bodies to build the wall. Your Persian scouts supplied the mortar. You will pay for your barbarism! Whoa. This 
Barton man jumps up there and chops his arm off. Listen. My man, my man on the um on the on the human drawn chariot. It's not yours anymore. He tried to he tried to uh, punish my man with a whip. He faces free men here, not slaves. Tried to punish my man with a whip. My man jumped up there and cut his arm off while he was doing it. Listen. Not slaves. <laughs> Your women will be slaves. Your sons, your daughters, your elders will be slaves, but not you. No. By noon this day, you will be dead men. But listen. A thousand nations of the Persian Empire descend upon, upon you. Shut up. Our arrows oh. will blot out the sun. Oh, he talking so greasy. Then we will fight in the shade. He talking so greasy. Yo, he should have got whacked right there. After he got his arm chopped off and he started talking, no. Not slaves. And here Leonidas is finally encountering the thing that's been following him. Monster. His captain not having it. Wise king. I humbly request an audience. I'll skill you where you stand. And you should. No such order. Man, let him do it, Leonidas. Leonidas messed up right here. Forgive the captain. He is a good soldier. But a bit short on manners. There is nothing to forgive, brave king. I know what I look like. You are the crimson of a Spartan. I am Ephialtes, born of Sparta. My mother's love led my parents to flee Sparta, lest I be discarded. Your shield and armor. My father, sir, I beg you, bold king, to permit me to redeem now, my father's um, name by serving you in combat. Um, hold on. My father trained me. In the beginning, we were talking about um, how he was being, the story was being told of Leonidas and he was being born and it was in an area with the skulls and it was being inspected and if the baby wasn't um, well born and all of that kind of stuff, he would have been discarded. This person thing right here that's been following him is one of these children that should have been discarded. Um, but he was allowed to live if his mom and basically left. But that's what he was explaining. He was saying his mom and I think he said his dad and him fled Sparta. But it's because they wanted him to live in he wouldn't have been able to live. He has, he's, he's deformed. Okay. So hold on, I'm gonna go back. I want you to hear what he said. Hot gates. Captain, have the men found any route through the hills to our back? None, sire. There is such a route, good king. Just past that western ridge. It's an old goat path. 
The Persians could use it to outflank us. But he comes knowing he comes Listen. knowing the paths and all of this, Monster. the hills and all of this. So this Wise is why King. I said Leonidas messes up. I humbly request an audience. I'll skill you where you stand. I gave no such order. Captain, be ready. I, I, I mean, I fuck with the captain, man. Forgive the captain. He is a good soldier, but a bit short on manners. There is nothing to forgive, brave king. Listen to what he's saying. I know what I look like. You are the crimson of a Spartan. I am Ephialtes, born of Sparta. My mother's love led my parents to flee Sparta, lest I be discarded. Are your shield and armor? My father, sir. I beg you, bold king. To permit me to redeem my father's name by serving you in combat. My father trained me to feel no fear, to make spear and shield and sword as much a part of me as my own beating heart. But he fucking hyped though. My father's armor, noble king, by serving you in the battle. Like he just so hype. Find trust. I will kill many Persians. Dig this, listen. Raise your shield. Sire. Raise your shield as high as you can. Your father should have taught you how our failings work. No, his father didn't teach him because his ass ain't supposed to be fighting. Impenetrable unit. That is the source of our strength. Each Spartan protects the man to his left, thigh to neck, with a shield. A single weak spot, and the phalanx shatters. From thigh to neck, Ephialtes. I am sorry, my friend. But not all of us were made to be soldiers. Right. If you want to help in a Spartan victory, yes. clear the battlefield of the dead, tend the wounded, bring them water. But as for the fight itself, I'm gonna tell you why Ephiath is a bitch. I cannot use you. Dig this. Hold on. I gotta pause. So look. Oh gosh. All right. So dig what happened, man. So the thing that's been following them is. One of the deformed children that was born of Sparta but was supposed to be discarded. His mom loved him and ain't want to discard him. So her and the Spartan dad fled so he could live. All right, boom. I guess they died off now. Now he back. The dude is, is sitting here following the king around in Sparta with his dad's armor. And he's trying to persuade the King Leonidas to let him fight alongside the rest of the 300 in this battle against the Persian. All right. One, from door, no. Two, Leonidas said, all right, I'm going to give you a shot. Lift your shield. All right, now the bull is deformed. When y'all see him, he's pretty wild looking. Leonidas said, lift your shield. He can't lift the shield because of his deformities. 
He says, yo, the way we fight, you got to be able to use your shield. You're going to have to be able to lift that thing up. You can't. So we ca I can't let you fight. The dudes start acting like a nut. Leonidas cutting my break says, yo, if you want to help, you can help clear away the bodies at the end of the victory. He's yada, yada, yada. Bull gets mad. Yo, what you mad for? You approached the king. Your ass was supposed to be discarded at birth. Now you're going to go approach the Spartan king with your dad armor talking about some can I get down. Yo, all right, I get it. That's admirable. It's like it's cute and all. But for real, though. For real, Leonidas should have let the captain go ahead and, and give Bull the fade right here. Why? Why should he have gave him the fade? That's me, Aunt. That's me. He should have gave him the fade because of exactly how he behaving and acting about this right here. When Leonidas said, yo, if you want to help clear the bodies, my man should have said, yes, sir. I'll clear the shit out the bodies. He should have said, yes, sir. I'm a, I'm a, yes, sir, I'm going to be the best body clearer you've ever seen. She said, yes, sir. I'm going to clear all the bodies I can. You ain't going to see a body left. You're going to think you never fought. And what I'm going to do for you, sir, is I'm going to also, man, I'm going to protect and guard this back entrance that I know about for you that I'm telling you about. In fact, if you just want to put some of your best guys there, I'll do that, but I'm a, either way, I'm gonna make sure them bodies get cleared. That's what he should have did. If he, if if he all for the team and everything like this, but this weird tantrum that he has, this lets us know that he got a, a different kind of problem, and it's most likely related to his condition and the way he looks. <laughs> 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 Shield off the wrong. mountain. Leonidas! You are wrong! Dispatch the he gonna, he gonna to throw the his father's shield. How you come on? You gonna throw your father's shield? You just try and get on with it. See, he clout chasing. Earthquake. No, Captain. Battle formations. Probably gonna turn this down. Yeah, so it's on and popping now. You know, they mad. 300 done provoked them. They done, they done chopped off the ball arm. Y'all saw how he came talking about the heap of dry leaves and all of that. So y'all know he went back there and really piped it up. He probably said he was surrounded and all this other shit. But now they here with like at least a couple thousand. But the Spartans got this nice trap set up. You know, they got this, they got this wall that goes into the water, onto the beach, so they can't really surround them. They gotta all they gotta go into this little area, this little tunnel to fight them. And uh, it changes the game. You know what I mean? Where it it it, it changes their thousands to a few hundred like when they when they come rushing forward to fight the spartans and they have a thousand people they can only fight a few a few hundred at a time because the space is so small 
So the captain just told them to drop down their weapons. They threw a spear, killed him, and that was on, baby. I don't need to explain any of this. This is just ass kicking at this point, guys. That's what you're about to witness and let you hear it. I love action scenes like this. I love the music. The scenery here is great. They're fighting like on this little. It looks like a cliff. Give them nothing, but take from them everything. This is insane. Stay. Insane. Ooh. So they all just meet and shield to shield now. These two, these two sides clash. This is insane. And the Spartans are actually holding them. They're all connected, shield to shield. They're holding them. Uh, and again, this, these wars really did happen. Um, I do believe that this technique was actually used by warriors. This strategy of connecting the shields to the side and defending them, yada yada. I mean to 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 be to be like to grow up being bred to fight in this kind of situation is nuts. Like this isn't slap boxing. This is this is These guys are thrusting spears through bodies. It takes a lot, that's a lot of force. And the spears are long. They're not like short spears, they're really long. These are like staffs. Definitely making a statement here. You know, these Persians are definitely Definitely um, learning who the 300 are right here. Leonidas is kind of forging ahead of the pack, setting the tone and the pace, and doing a damn good job. He's just taking out everybody. He's 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 in the zone here. That's what we're hearing. Zoning out. He's in the matrix. One of the best sequences I've seen, one of the best action sequences I've seen, if I had a top 10, I think this one would be in there. The one we just heard here, that would definitely be in there. That's at about 49 minutes of the movie. Oh, that was impressive. Now here they back. A large portion of the army off the edge of a cliff here into the ocean. 
Just dominating these guys. Just dominating those guys. Impressive work. Hell of a good start. And they just sent over a storm of arrows. And that is intimidating, but it was unaffected here. What the hell are you laughing at? You had to say it. What? Fight in the shade. So those are crazy um, Spartans for you, man. Those guys are about their their war stuff. So they get back in action and they continue to tear up these um, Persians again. Their army, their armies are made up of all different kind of uh, warriors from conquered places. All right. The wife is still the the queen is still back at home. I'm skimming forward here. The queen is still back at home, working her magic as best as she can. Um, the councilman tells her that she's going to have to persuade that uh that crooked councilman from the beginning that she actually um scuffed at. All right, he says the older one. He says, "Hey, look." Uh, I can get you the audience. Everybody's in, but that one guy, you're going to have to persuade him yourself. So she's in a position now where she has to talk to him and turn to him for um, some kind of uh, help. And um, he takes advantage of that. He takes advantage of that and um, exploits the situation um, and but he agrees that he'll give her give her his word but he goes back on that he reneges I'm trying to say it in a nice way because I don't like that part of the scene you know what I mean what I'm saying is she ends up giving up the draws to that crooked politician guy in return for his participation or cooperation with getting the councilman to send the army to save Leonidas or support Leonidas but he doesn't like Leonidas so he tries to stab her in the back right so the the uh, 300 continue to kick Persians but they kick so much butt that Xerxes himself had to come down to talk to Leonidas let's check it out And this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie, too. Let me guess. You must be Xerxes.
Come, Leonidas. Let us reason together. It would be a regrettable waste. You would be nothing short of madness for you, brave king, and your valiant troops to perish. All because of a simple misunderstanding. What? There's much our cultures could share. Well, haven't you noticed? We've been sharing our culture with yeah. you all morning. Yours is a fascinating trip. I love the way they just elegantly disrespect each other, yo. Listen to the listen to this man. He he's he shows up on a huge golden chariot being carried by men. He walks down the staircase of the chariot. This chariot has a staircase. He walks down a chariot of the staircase. And when he gets to the bottom step of the chariot, there is no more steps to get to the ground. Men come around and form stairs. And he steps on their backs. He steps forward in front of Leonidas. He's taller than him. And he's wearing all this gold stuff. And a little pair of like gold drawers. And then he starts talking greasy, politely, politely greasy. He starts talking politely greasy to Leonidas. Look at this. Listen, listen to it. Listen to it. Listen to the words, yo. Yes, my lord. These mugs are carrying this chariot. Let me guess. You must be Xerxes. <laughs> he gets on my nerves, the Xerxes guy. Oh. Come here, Let us reason together. It would be a regrettable waste. It would be nothing short of madness for you, brave king and your valiant troops to perish. All because of a simple misunderstanding. What? There's much our cultures could share. Well, haven't you noticed? We've been sharing our culture with you all morning. Yours is a fascinating tribe. Even Yo, he said it would be... Oh, one more time. Come, Leonidas. Let us reason together. That is reason it would together. be a regrettable waste. It would be a regrettable it would waste. Be nothing short of madness for you. Uh, see what I'm saying? Yo, listen, look how yo. Come, Leonidas. Let us reason together. It would be a regrettable waste. It would be nothing. <laughs> no, he said it would be a regrettable waste. It would be madness if you and your whoever, your army or whatever, should perish. Hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Perish? Whoa, whoa. Whoa, buddy. Whoa. He steps right off this golden jaw and starts talking about how, how much of a shame it would be if him and his troops perished. Whoa. Yo. Let me guess. 
You must be Xerxes. Come, Leonidas. Let us reason together. It would be a regrettable waste. It would be nothing short of madness for you, brave king, and your valiant troops to perish. See, you see how he tried to do that? It would be... Oh, I gotta get the hold on real fast. You must be... Xerxes. Listen to the verbiage, yo. He trying to be slick. He trying to be slick. Come, Leonidas. Verbal chess. Look. Let us reason together. It would be a regrettable waste. It would be nothing short of madness. It would be a regrettable waste. Pause. It would surely be madness. For you, brave king, and your valiant for you, brave king, and your valiant troops to troops perish. To perish. Whoa. Did y'all hear how you tried to sweet talk that? I'll murk y'all. You. Come, Let us reason together. It would be a regrettable waste. It would be nothing short of madness for you, brave king, and your valiant troops to perish. All because of a simple misunderstanding. There is much our cultures could share. He said all because of a simple misunderstanding. That just sound like white supremacist. I ain't gonna go into it. But that just sound like some white supremacist shit. Like, yo... He said it would be a oh, oh, oh man for for you brave king and your valiant troops to perish all because of a simple misunderstanding when it's so much troops to perish all because of a simple misunderstanding when it's so much we can culturally learn from one another hey yo Hey yo, hey yo, yo, yo. Haven't you noticed we've been sharing our culture with you all morning? Oh. Yours is a fascinating tribe. Even now you are defiant in the face of annihilation and the presence of a god. Damn. It isn't wise to stand against me, Leonidas. Imagine what horrible fate awaits my enemies when I would gladly kill any of my own men for victory. And I would die. For any one of mine. You Greeks take pride in your logic. logic. <laughs> I suggest you imply it. <laughs> Yo. Yo, this man, y'all gotta go. If you haven't seen this movie, yo, you gotta just go check out the, y'all gotta go see the scene with Xerxes, yo. This man is insane. The culture with Listen to what this man said. It would be nothing short of madness for you, brave king, and your valiant troops to perish. 
All because of a simple misunderstanding. I'm just, my fault, I'm just, he's acting like he's a nice guy. This is what he's saying. All because of a simple misunderstanding. There is much our cultures could share. Well, haven't you noticed? We've been sharing our culture with you all morning. Yours is a fascinating tribe. Even now you are defiant. In the face of annihilation. <laughs> and the presence of a god. Oh. It isn't wise to stand against me, Leonidas. Imagine what horrible fate awaits my enemies when I would gladly kill any of my own men. He told him, even now you are defiant. In the face of annihilation. In the presence of a god. Oh! Talk heavy. Oh, whoa, like, whoa. B. You Greeks take pride in your logic. B. Cultures could share. And he escalates. Well, you noticed Look. we've been sharing our culture with you all morning. Yours is a fascinating tribe. Even now you are defiant. In the face of annihilation. And the presence of a god. Mm. It isn't wise to stand against me, Leonidas. Imagine what horrible fate awaits my enemies when I would gladly kill any of my own men for victory. And I would die. See, but this is where, this is where um, Xerxes messes up when he said, uh, it isn't wise to stand against me or whatever he said like that. And then he speaks to Leonidas in this way. He tries to reason, right? He says, think about this. What would I do to you if I would do this to my own men? A God wouldn't talk like that. A God wouldn't need to, to speak in that way. Imagine what the horrible fate awaits my enemy. See what I'm saying? A man talks like that. And your valiant troops to perish. All because of a simple misunderstanding. There is much our cultures could share. Well, haven't you noticed we've been sharing our culture with you all morning? Yours is a fascinating tribe. Even now you are defiant. In the face of annihilation. And the presence of a god. It isn't wise to stand against me, Leonidas. Imagine what horrible fate awaits my enemies when I would gladly kill any of my own men for victory. And I would die for any one of mine. You Greeks take pride in your logic. I suggest you imply it. Consider the beautiful lands you so vigorously defend. Picture it reduced to ash at my whim. Consider the fate of your women. Clearly, you don't know our women. <laughs> I might as well have marched them up here, judging by what I've seen. You have mm. many slaves, Xerxes. But few warriors. It won't be long before they fear my spears. Now Leonidas has turned his back to Xerxes. And he's letting Xerxes know, I'm not afraid of you. Xerxes come forward and he's put his hands on Leonidas' shoulders. And this is where he's trying this to use power. sexual intimidation. But I'm a generous god. I can make you rich beyond all measure. He I'll knows that touching Leonidas that way makes him uncomfortable. But Leonidas doesn't allow that your to distract him. We'll kneel at your feet. If you will, but kneel at mine. You are generous, as you are, divine, O king of kings. 
Such an offer only a madman would refuse. But <laughs> the, uh, the idea of kneeling, it's, you see, slaughtering all those men of yours has uh, left a nasty cramp in my leg. So Xerxes is getting upset. Leonidas has rejected him. I will erase even the memory of Sparta from the histories. Every piece of Greek parchment shall be burned. Every Greek historian and every scribe shall have their eyes put out and their tongues cut for their mouths. Why, honoring the very name of Sparta or Leonidas will be punishable by death. Yo, this man Xerxes got his eyebrows shaved off and drew on. The world will know that free men stood against a tyrant. That few stood against many. And before this battle was over, that even a god king can bleed. Also there. You fought well today. Letting us know. For a woman. Leonidas wasn't gonna make it. He didn't say. At you. the end of this thing, people are going to. Maybe if I'm injured, you'll be able to keep up with me. At the end of this thing, Perhaps. Persians were so going to lose. Ahead. See? You couldn't see me. He started talking well, about all this other stuff. The Jealousy does not become you, my friend. Move it, man! How those Persians high? But unless I miss my guess, we're in for one wild night. Yep, so they get it popping once on, once more, because um, Persians are mad. Xerxes mad. He goes up there and he rounds up some of the best of the fighters he got, and they brawl. Duke it out. Type guy thing here that's all on the loose. He's running mad. Leonidas kills him. You guys can check that. I'm gonna skim forward. This is just war battle, war battle fight. It's all really impressive stuff. Leonidas chops off the head of the big monster guy thing. Very impressive shot. Okay, the Acadians come into action. They finally get called into the fight. Okay, and we got to stop here at the battle. Let me see. the right spot nope yeah so the Spartans go they kick their butt 
Xerxes mad because they continue to kick their butt. And this is the next day where they continue fighting. All right, so they fought through the night. Xerxes brought his warriors through there. They fought through the night. Those behind cry forward. Those in front cry back. You know, this is a, and each time they fight, these are different armies within Xerxes' army. You know? So these guys are like some type of magicians here that they're fighting. They got little smoke bombs and all this shit, all this type of stuff. I think here's where we want to go. And here they're fighting again. A different army with inside of Xerxes' army. I don't even know what to call this group of people. Like Arab. They're like an Arab army. And we're focused now within a battle. We're focused on um You still here? Somebody's gotta watch your back. No, I'm a little busy. What's the young guy's name? I think it's Astronomus or Astronomus or something like this his name was. They're focused on him and the blonde haired homie. Showing them in battle. And as we said in the beginning of the movie, it was foreshadowed, you know, kind of that things weren't going to go well. And we're just about coming up on the shot where Astronomus loses his life. After he kills all these men, we get to see him take out all these guys here. Leonidas yells, regroup. Astronauts. And his father is calling him, kind of saluting him. And right here, Astronauts not paying attention gets his head chopped off by a guy running by on a horse. Pretty crazy, uh, pretty crazy scene. I never like it because I don't think it's real, really realistic. Day wears on. The guy that chopped Astronaut's head off rides up on a horse. Each failed. Now this young man just killed like 14 people beforehand upon seeing that it just seems like he would hear the captain breaks right seems like he would hear goes wild it seems like he wouldn't get caught by a guy running up on a horse like that after they just body as many people as they did after leonidas just yell regroup it doesn't seem likely however i know that this is a movie so in some ways it's implied like there's a slowing and speeding of time because we're watching a film so, it's implied that, yo, a guy ran up on a horse, he didn't see it and he didn't hear it. We're like, how did he not see it? Between this shot, between this clip, between that shot, he would have heard it. And it's like, no, nah, this, is, this is more like thinking like everything is happening a lot faster than it's being shown to us in a movie, but it's a movie, not real time. You get what I'm saying? So there's that. 
But I just feel like he's so talented and skilled that he wouldn't have got hit with the old banana in the tailpipe. That's what I feel like he got hit with. I'm just thinking he could have ducked, he would have, like, something. Day wears on. We lose few, but each felled is a friend or dearest blood. And upon seeing the headless body of his own now his dad son, is snapping. The captain breaks wreck. He goes wild, blood drunk. And that's supposed to be like, okay, a father's love and rage, but you know, you brought him into the war. You shouldn't have brought him in there, man. The king told you, yo, man, you don't want to see this right here. This is what you don't want to see happen. You don't want to see your son get his head chopped off. Of his son ...are more frightening to the enemy than the deepest battle drums. It takes three men to restrain him and bring him back to our own. The day is ours. So no that, this one, that, this scene kind of, that scene kind of irks me. Because it just takes me back to the beginning. Like, dude, you had the opportunity to, uh, you know what I mean? Now here's something really freaky. They're they're now inside Xerxes' camp, and the first thing they show you is this, like a human goat, and it's like it's like all these bizarre people, all these different types of people, inside this tent. All kinds of crazy activity going on, if you understand. And you guys remember that um, that reject. That was trying Your to. Were cruel to shape you so, friend of Fialtis. Him, Fialtis. Remember him? He's meeting with Xerxes right now. But I am kind. And Xerxes is tempting him with all of these pleasures and splendors that he sees before him. His women and Everything all kind of you things. Ever desire. Every happiness you can imagine. Every pleasure your fellow Greeks and your false gods have denied you, I will grant you. For I am kind. Look at Embrace me as your king and as your god. Yes! Lead my soldiers to the hidden path that empties behind the cursed Spartans, and your joys will be endless. 
told him, betray Leonidas, and I'll give you what you want. Yes, I want it all. Wealth, women. Look at him, listen and to him. And one more thing. I listen. want a uniform. That man said he won a uniform. Fellas, I want y'all to understand that a lot of, ladies and gentlemen, understand a lot of people like that in the world. They feel betrayed, they feel hurt by somebody, and they're willing to go and stab anybody in the back if they can just get some money, some women, and a uniform. The uniform represents, I want to feel important. So many people want a uniform to feel important. Oh, well, I want to feel like I belong somewhere. Yeah, but you want to feel important. A uniform. Y'all hear what that man asked for? All the things he could ask for, he asked for a uniform. I will grant you. For I am kind. Embrace me as your king and as your god. Yes! Lead my soldiers to the hidden path that enters behind the cursed Spartans, and your joys will be endless. Yes! I want it all! Wealth! Women! And one more thing. I want to do that form. Done. You will find I am kind. Unlike the cruel Leonidas who demanded that you stand. I require only Notice the three symbolism. He asked for three things. I think the, the wealth, the women, and the uniform. And Xerxes asked that you... Um, he asked for three things. He asked that he... Let me go back. He said surrender or something like that. will be endless. Hang on. We're cruel to reject you. He said, embrace me. But I am kind. It's the first thing. So he said, embrace me. He said, um, tell me about that path. Everything you could ever desire. And then he said, kneel. Every happiness you can imagine. Every pleasure your fellow Greeks and your false gods have denied you. I will grant you, for I am kind. Embrace me One. as your king and as your god. See, embrace me as your king as your god. Yes. 
Lead my soldiers to the hidden path that enters behind the cursed Spartans. To your joys will be endless. Yes, I want it all. Wealth, women, and one more thing. I'm telling y'all, that's most people, yo. Wealth women in the uniform and they good. You will find. I am kind. Unlike the cruel uniters who demanded that you stand. I require only that you kneel. Boom, and then he asked him to kneel. So here's the scene with the wife. She's meeting with the councilman. And they're going to do the sexual exchange of favor for participation and audience. I'm going to skip through that. I really feel like that's too... I'm not going to grind her up in that joint. Now here's where Leonidas... Scratch. Hasn't made you useless. Hardly, my lord. It's just an eye. This is where Leonidas is giving the man who's narrating the story the assignment of going back. He's injured his eye, and so Leonidas, you know, is talking to him about it. They had a crazy battle. All the guys are patching themselves up here. Helios. I trust that scratch hasn't made you useless. Hardly, my lord. It's just an eye. God so fit to grace me with a spare. My captain. Curses the gods and mourns alone. See we Arcadians. are undone. Undone, I tell you. Destroyed. Daxos, calm yourself. A hunchback traitor has led Xerxes' immortals to the hidden goat path behind us. The potions you posted there were scattered without a fight. This battle is over, Leonidas. This battle is over. When I say it is over. By morning, the immortals will surround us. The hot gates will fall. Spartans! Now, right here, have you gone mad? Leonidas could have saved everybody just by saying, Yo, pack up, we're gonna get out of here. Retreat or surrender or death. Well, that's an easy choice for us, Arcadian. Spartans never retreat, Spartans never surrender. Go spread the word. Let every Greek assemble know the truth of this. Let each among them search his own soul. While you're at it, search your own. Like, like, was he 
Was he tripping here? My they just said, they just came in there and said, yo, the hunchback bald and snitched on us. They know about the back entrance that's around us. We need to get moving. Godspeed, Leonidas. Leonidas said, nope, we fight to the death. What do y'all think? Should they have fought to the death or got out of there? Children, gather out. No retreat, no surrender. That is Spartan law. And by Spartan law, we will stand and fight and die. A new age has begun. An age of freedom. And all will know that 300 Spartans gave their last breath to defend it. I feel like some of them Spartans was like, shit, man, can we get the fuck up out of here? I just feel like that. I feel like someone was like, all right, we came and rumbled, but shit. My friend. I have lived my entire life without regret until now. It's not that my son gave up his life for his country. It's just that I never told him that I loved him the most. That he stood by me with honor. That he was all that was best in me. My heart is broken for your loss. Heart. I have filled my heart with hate. Good. Delios. Let's take a walk. Yes, man. Hmm. So I am fit and ready for battle. That you are one of the finest. Here's where to give him an assignment. Unlike any other Spartan, you will deliver my final orders to the council with force and verve. Tell them my story. Make every Greek know what happened here. I have a grand tale to tell. That's right. A tale of victory. Victory. And he pulled him aside because, yes, again, even look how propaganda works. He said, yo, you got to go tell her you got a great tale to tell, a tale of victory. But my man said, a victory? Any message? And I just looked at him and said, yeah, a victory. You know, don't go tell them that we took an L. Go tell them that we won, blah, blah, blah. Propaganda because they got it. You know what I mean? This has to this has to be impactful in a good way. So you go back there, tell them what's up, but also tell them about this this victory here. 
that we've been over here whooping their ass. We just outnumbered. That's all it is. And y'all ain't send reinforcements. He also takes off the necklace that his wife put around his neck, Leonidas, and gives it to the dude. As we said in the beginning, he, he knew that he wasn't going to be coming back. A handful stay. Sometimes when I'm watching this, I feel like Leonidas was tripping. I feel like he was on a suicide mission back. and asked 300 dudes to be brave enough to go with him. Spartans! Ready your breakfast and eat hearty. But tonight, we dine in hell! May I give the floor now to the wife of Leonidas? Especially because, like, yo, they do that. They go there, they fight everybody, they die, Councilman, and then the Persians come and you not only as your queen, win shit anyway. So here she becomes, his, the wife wife. goes before the council, the man tries to betray her, and she ends up killing him with the sword of one of the guards. Eloquent, passionate, but it doesn't change the fact that your husband has brought war upon us. You are wrong. Xerxes brought it forth, and before that his father Darius at Marathon. The Persians will not stop until the only shelter we will find is rubble and chaos. This chamber needs no history lesson, my queen. Then what is the lesson you would like to leave? And this is an important scene because they're going to discover that he's working with Xerxes. Should I begin to enumerate all of them? Honor, duty, glory. You speak of honor, duty, and glory. But what of adultery? How dare you? How dare I? Now this what bothers me a bit is because he has a point. She went and traded herself in, a, in, in order to get his participation in something, she's supposed to be the queen. And she's saying that she's doing this to honor Leonidas and everything like that. But it's like, what? So he's like, what? But what of adultery? How dare you? How dare I? Watch her carefully. She is a trickster in true form. Do not play with the members of this sacred chamber, my queen. Just hours ago, you offered yourself to me. Were I a weaker man, I would have her scent on me still. This is outrage. Ah, the hypocrite speaks. Did you not receive a similar payment, which you took in exchange for her having an audience with these noble men? And that is why it was a bad move on a queen part, because it gives him this kind of leverage. Now he can play the, oh, you must be sleeping with everybody card. The chamber, my queen, just hours ago, you offered yourself to me. Were I a weaker man, 
I would have her scent on me still. This is outrage. Ah, the hypocrite speaks. Did you not receive a similar payment, which you took in exchange for her having an audience with these noble men? That is a lie. Is it? Was he not, by your invitation, asked to come to the king's bedchamber, the very bed where you attempted to negotiate with me so vigorously? You look shocked. A bribe of the flesh, gentlemen, while her husband promotes anarchy and war. See, she gave him the space to really put the nail in the coffin. He don't like Leonidas. What queen-like behavior. She Remove her from him. this chamber before she infects us further with her inglorious and shabby self. And then she kills him. This will not be over quickly. You will not enjoy this. I am not your queen. And as she draws back the sword from his gut, she cuts the bag of um, Xerxes' gold from his waist. scene here they all surround the 300 I'll let you hear their last and final words some of the last words the discussion that they have before the last little battle brawl breaks out see into victory Leonidas my compliments and congratulations surely have turned calamity into victory despite your insufferable arrogance the god mm. king has come to admire spartan valor and fighting skill talking heavy make a mighty ally use your reason now this dude actually has the nerve to come forward and talk see he now before he he couldn't he was asking leonidas if he could humbly request an audience now that he got a uniform and he with Xerxes, he feels like he can just speak to Leonidas and offer advice. This how mofos be out here, man. You surely have turned calamity into victory. Despite your insufferable arrogance, the God King has come to admire Spartan valor and fighting skill. You will make a mighty ally. Use your Leonidas. Use your reason. Think of your men. I beg you. Listen to your fellow Greek. He can attest to the Divine One's generosity. See, he could have just fell back. Despite your several insults. Despite your horrid blasphemies. The Lord of Hosts is prepared to forgive all, and more, to reward your service. You fight for your lands. Keep them. You fight for Sparta. 
She will be wealthier and more powerful than ever before. You fight for your kingship. You will be proclaimed warlord of all Greece, answerable only to the one true master of the world. Leonidas, your victory will be complete. If you but lay down your arms and kneel to holy Xerxes. See, they got that double talk. Your victory gonna be complete if you kneel to Xerxes. What? They got to stop playing. Leonidas trying to hold his composure, but he about to snap. So, you know, he, he makes one last move. He chucks his spear. Remember, we talked about that as like a uh, wand. He ends up chucking it here. Up there at uh, Xerxes. Hitting Xerxes in the face. And um, making true of his claim that he would prove that even a god king could bleed. Uh, yeah, and then the rest of the 300 are all wiped out eventually by bow and arrow. Alright, so I don't know. Uh, go check out. Long I'm gonna stop there. My king's cryptic talk. Face you know, go check it out. Uh, there's still a little bit left here in the movie, but I think I, I can stop there. That's the last battle. That's the, you know. Go check it out. That's the movie 300. Um, one of my favorites, like I said. Hope you guys thought this was interesting. And let me know what you guys think about it. If you saw the movie and what your favorite scenes and parts of the movie are. And, um, yeah. 